Welcome to 321 I Relaunch, the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co founder of I Relaunch, and your host. Before we get started, I want to remind our listeners who are actively relaunching to register on our job board and upload your resume there because we have employers looking for relaunchers who go specifically to our job board to hire people coming off of a career break. So please do that. And now let's go on to our conversation for today. Today, we welcome Ying Chen Axe. Ying found her passion in public finance and capital markets during her early career at the World Bank China Mission. After earning a master's degree in public administration, an MPA, at the University of Southern California, she consulted on infrastructure project finance for six years in Washington, D.C. Ying began her career break in 2012. During her career break, Ying studied the Chartered Financial Analyst, the CFA program, and earned the CFA designation in 2018. And we're going to talk about that because um, there's a lot involved in doing that. Ying completed the Fitch Group Credit Path Returnship Program, and then the following year, she relaunched her career at a boutique investment banking firm with its public finance investment banking team. In this episode, we will speak with Ying about how upskilling during her career break and networking in a different industry enabled not only her relaunch, but also her career transition from consulting to finance. Ying, welcome to 321 iRelaunch. Thank you, Carol. I'm excited to be here and have a good conversation with you. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to share my story with your audience. Well, we're really excited to hear from you. And I also want to note how generous you have been with our iRelaunch Return to Work Forum Facebook group, where we have probably 15,000 of our most active relaunchers in our much larger 120,000 person community. And we so appreciate when relaunchers in that community stay in the community after they relaunch and then give advice to people who are earlier stage. And you've been doing that. And I just want to say thank you for as we start off. Yes, that's my pleasure. Yes. Well, let's so let's get into this. Um, we already talked about in the introduction that your professional background was consulting on infrastructure project finance and capital markets in your, in your earlier career. And you did that for six years before your career break. Can you tell us what prompted you to take your career break? OK, I moved from Washington, D.C. to the Twin Cities area in Minnesota. It is my husband's hometown. I priori- At that time, I prioritized family needs, and I think Minnesota is a great place to raise a family. All right. So I, I totally understand. There's a relocation there. You're raising your family. And then we talked a little bit in the introduction, and I promised we would get back to this. You ended up taking the um, CFA uh, exam, actually set of exams. And to get that certification, I'm aware that it's very demanding. So I'm interested, how did you even get the idea in your head that you wanted to go for the CFA designation? And how did you push through those three levels of studying and the exams um, while, while you were working on it? I'm motivated by my intellectual curiosity. 
I found my passion in public finance and capital market in my early career when I worked for World Bank China Mission. I was uh, intrigued by the cash flow models uh, developed for、uh, P3 uh, water projects, and I learned、mm-hmm. firsthand how sustainable infrastructure investment. Improve the quality of life in local communities. At、mm-hmm. that time, my supervisor in the World Bank was a CFA charter holder. Okay. But I didn't know I would pursue CFA at that time. I just followed the energy、um, finance. I, after earning my、uh, in the graduate, actually in the graduate school, I selected all the accounting and finance related courses. And I, I was hungry for more, so I went down to select an advanced finance course in the business school, and I loved the ex- experience. So,、uh, when I had some free time during my career break, it felt natural for me to pick up CFA curriculum. I remember I went through the level one books, and、uh, I feel. I can understand eighty percent of it. Although、mm-hmm. I'm not a finance major, I didn't have an MBA. My graduate study was Master of Public Administration. So I just、uh, enjoyed the whole process. Wow. Well, let, let me also just、um, recap for our audience. CFA stands for Chartered Financial Analyst, and it is a designation that、uh, people who do Equity research and re- research of all different assets, and public and private, and、uh, who are money managers. Anyone in that field would be really interested in someone who has a CFA, in part because it's known to be a very difficult designation to get. And then, what happened with level two and level three, and how long did it take you to do this from start to finish? Do, do they? Do they give you? Do they cap the amount of time that you have to do it within, or you can be on your own schedule? No, I don't think there. You have to do it、uh, within a time frame. But on average, at that time, people spend four years to complete the three levels of exam.、Uh, partly because at that time, CFA exams are paper based, and for level two and level three, you could only do it once a year. I. Failed at the first attempt for level two, and、mm-hmm. it was very close.、Uh, but I still have to wait, study all over again, and、oh, <laughs> wait、um, another、yeah. year to take、uh, level I, two again.、Yeah. But now, good news is during COVID pi- pandemic, CFA Institute、uh, changed a test in、uh, into computer based. So it's possible that you could finish three levels of exam faster. Wow, it's really and it's not uncommon to to just so the audience knows to fail on these exams and take them multiple times, but times. But the idea that you have to you had to wait a year to take it again, and now you can do that、um, uh, in a much shorter time frame is is a huge deal. So Ying, were you thinking about this impacting your career post career break and thinking about、um, some sort of career transition or? Were you taking this in general, and you were not sure where you're going to apply it? I wasn't sure. I don't even know anybody who has 
uh, within my uh, network who are in the finance industry at that time. So that's why I took a gap year between level two and level three. So as you know, I studied level two for two years. So at that time, I feel like, oh, I studied so much. Let me figure out how do I apply those knowledge. And also, I want to know some CFA charter holders in person. So I know if I would like to be associated or to belong in the association. So I started an open-ended research and exploration to figure out my future direction, whether or if I would like to take level three at that time, you know, mm-hmm. I, I, I have very open-minded, I was very open-minded at that time. So I started my research from two professional organizations in Minnesota. One is CFA Society in Minnesota. Another one is Minnesota Society of Municipal Analysts. So I started to participate in luncheons and uh, initiated coffee chats. I did so many of coffee chats. Those coffee chats, the topics are not focused on me, my job search, mm-hmm. whatever. It's focused on what they are doing. So people mm-hmm. like to talk about what they are doing. And each time I gain a little bit insights on, on the finance and investment industry. And CFA Society in Minnesota, they organized a mentorship, uh, and I signed up for that. And uh, through this mentorship uh, program, uh, one of the mentor introduced me to another uh, por- senior portfolio manager uh, in a f- finance um, firm because she knows someone who knows municipal finance because mm. of my uh, background in public finance. Okay. So right. then I reached out to this manager and uh, tell him that I'm interested in municipal finance and uh, would you like to mentor me, just uh, give me some uh, exposure to the industry? And uh, he agreed and he was very generous. And uh, uh, we decided to uh, meet once a month in his office. And then I would always open my our conversation, ask him uh, what's going on in the municipal market. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he would uh, tell me something. And then I would ask him some questions because I always have some questions. You know, I started to... I think CFA program after I passed level two, it opened a window for me. So in the past, I don't necessarily enjoy reading Wall Street Journal or Economist, but I started reading those articles in those newspapers. And uh, so I have my questions sometimes, you know, I, I can directly refer to this senior manager so he can answer my questions. So it was always pleasure. It's just part Mm -hmm. of the learning experience. Mm -hmm. Wow. So much great, so many great decisions that you made and um, just uh, ideas that you had to join the two professional associations. They made sense for you to be in them because of your infrastructure project finance background on on the uh, municipal finance side and obviously the CFA. And it's such a great 
way to be connected to people in that you're, you're, everyone's either working on their CFA designation or they already have it. And then to have the opportunity with that mentorship program. And I love that you started reading the Wall Street Journal and then there would be things you didn't understand. And that was some of the basis for the conversation with the mentor. So there were so many reasons for having that conversation. And I'm guessing the mentor was really impressed with your intellectual curiosity and your deep interest in in, in the field. So I, I can see why those conversations were so enriching. And so then all this is going on, you're still on career break. Um, give us a little sense of the time frame. So how you're taking the CFA exam, you had to wait till the following year. So that's a two year process. During that two years, that's when a lot of these conversations and this mentoring happens. Yes, yes. Um, because I didn't have experience on investment industry. So mm-hmm. I feel all I learned is from books, from CFA program or other newspapers. And through my conversations with people in the industry, I, I learned those knowledge again from real world experiences. And it may not be hands-on. It's not like I'm working a real job, but it's mm-hmm. real world experiences. It's, it's deepened my understanding of what I learned from books. Mm-hmm. And I can give you another example. Uh, yes. People in the professional organizations, they are so f- welcome uh, for people who want to learn. You know, They showed a lot of support. I was invited into the f- planning committee of uh, Minnesota Society of Municipal Analysts. So we, our committee plan the luncheons and other activities for the members. And uh, so I proposed that we could have a public-private partnership infrastructure program for mm. municipal analysts in the Twin Cities area. Then I started out to uh, reach out to get the speakers. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I t- just uh, out of uh, uh, coincidence, I found one of my son's childcare class. Uh, I, I noticed the one parent's email. <laughs> it was uh, with a, uh, he works with a very well-known law firm. And mm. I know this law firm has a specialty in public-private partnership. Oh, wow. So I didn't reach out to him from email. I decided to wait until the next field trip of my son's child care class to see if he will be there. And he was there. Oh and God. I just went up and asked about, Carol did some small uh, talks, and then I moved on to introduce our uh, organization, Society, Minnesota Society of Municipal Analysts, and I told him we're doing this P3 infrastructure program, and uh, could your firm provide a speaker for us or uh-huh. talk about your experiences in this area? Yeah. And then... He said yes, and then later on we exchanged emails and contacts, and then um, and then I I worked with other committee members. We we um, we figured out, and he was he said, oh, you know, our expert in this area is based in 
uh, Southern California, and he actually uh, flied this expert from Southern California to Minnesota oh, for wow. our uh, program, wow. and. Uh, and also, we um, so our committee members and this expert in Southern California, and this my son's childcare class parent dad, and we had a, a working meeting, a brainstorming the topics. Oh and uh, wow! So they, and, you're, and you're in the mix with all. Yes. Of this. Wow. <laughs> so it worked out, and. Uh, the program was a hit, and uh, over 35 municipal analysts attended mm -hmm. our program. And uh, a lot of people came, uh, couldn't make it at that time. They asked about the presentations. So that was just another example of I relauncher, relaunchers. They need to reach out to professional organizations. And yeah. just uh, so that's life's the. Uh, Serendipity, serendipity. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I want to um, skip to something because um, we uh, one of the things that caught our attention about you and your relaunch is you wrote a very frank blog post about your experience, and you know we're talking about the, um, all this momentum and the conversations and and so many great ideas that you had with your job search. But I just want to read a quote from what you wrote about when things were really hard uh, um, and when you were kind of in the in the depths of um, feeling like there are obstacles and rejections. And and here's what you wrote. The process of relaunching my career was much longer than I anticipated. It was hard and painful. Rejections and failures can be overwhelming and heartbreaking. From time to time, I had to take short and long breaks from my job search in order to take care of my physical and mental health. I learned it's okay to take breaks. My well-being is the ultimate priority. Ying, can you comment a little bit on that period and, uh, and you know, j just this whole idea about taking breaks and, and um, how you manage through that? Yeah, I know. Some, some people may could uh, relaunch in six to nine months and it's relatively easy uh, but not always not for all of us for me it's a journey of several years mm -hmm. and uh, there are in my opinion several stages of pains you know i would like to mention a little bit about uh, the transition from my research and study period to the transition, I'm actively seeking employment okay. opportunities. So yes. about my son, when my son was three and a half and four years old, I suddenly realized I have more free time. Mm. And he was totally potty trained. <laughs> and he can sleep through the night for nine to 10 hours. Uh, That's unbelievable. Death, right? <laughs> Yeah, and my husband could get involved in childcare more actively. Uh, they go out, they could go out for biking and mm -hmm. they went out fishing. And my son uh, even won a fishing contest. Oh, wow. So they had so much fun. So then I thought, okay, I'm going to use this, my newfound freedom mm -hmm. to apply for jobs. And uh, mm -hmm. I sent, I dust off my resume and send out re uh, applications. And uh, for a while, 
I just received no response. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, not even just, a rejection, right? Just yeah. like nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's some relaunchers mentioned. It's like a black hole, and yeah. it's very depressing. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I keep improving my lin- LinkedIn profile, my resumes, and uh, I. I read some articles about resume writings, mm-hmm. and then gradually I started to have uh, interviews, but I was often rejected during the first round of interview. That's I guess that's another stage. So my interviews was okay at that time. My understanding, um, I could uh, land some interview opportunities in areas I would like to pursue. However, I need to improve my interview skills,、mm-hmm. so I focused on that. And one story is I got to、uh, got connected with、uh, someone through the I can't remember is through the I relaunch conference or I relaunch Facebook private group, and、uh, so we shared some similarity. We were both relaunching our career, and we are both、uh, USC alumni. Uh-huh. Okay. And also, California is USC. Yeah, yeah.、Mm-hmm. And also,、um, he, she had some uh, uh, finance industry as well, and so、uh, we decided to practice our interview、uh, through a online meeting. Then、oh, we、right. criticize each other. <laughs> just、uh-huh. that's a way to practice.、For、and、sure. I just feel it's so beneficial to have a sounding board. Mm-hmm. And、uh, it's like some sort of encouragement along the way, and、uh, make life easier. Yeah, for that. So that's another like great thing that you did was find identify another relauncher, so you're not going through the process alone, and you can do things like mock interviews of each other and critiquing, and that's a, that's a huge huge step to to be taking. So first you said you were applying and you wouldn't hear anything. Then you said you were applying and you were starting to get some interviews, but you weren't moving on past the first interview. And then after you did some of that,、um, uh, some of that practicing, and also I'll just read one one more piece、um, from from the、uh, blog post article that you wrote because you were talking about I relaunch, and you said I myself restarted my career last year after persistent search and struggle. If you ask me, only one source about returning to work, I would recommend irelaunch.com. Thank you for saying that. Whose mission is normalizing career breaks, and it's true.、Uh, we are dedicated to content to support our relauncher community in every stage of their journey returning back to work. And you wrote, "You'll be connected with many relaunchers who have career breaks on their resumes due to various reasons." And then you said, "I'm not affiliated with the company, but I benefited from their conferences and the I Relaunch Return to Work forum, the private Facebook group." So、um, you're still in a situation where it's very difficult, and and you're saying there there was a struggle. So what what shifted、um, after and after how how long? I would say during the last. Maybe I searched for a job for three to four years, and during the last couple of years, I always end up in the third round interview, fourth round interview, and I sometimes reached out by recruiters. 
So I feel like、uh, my resume, my LinkedIn profile, my interview skills definitely have improved,、mm-hmm. and also I clarified, narrowed down the areas I pursue. That also helps. You've got more specific. Yes, yes.、Yeah. If you look at my LinkedIn profile, I put it right there under my name is、uh, public finance, municipal finance, and infrastructure project finance.、Mm-hmm. Those are the areas I focused on. And uh, um, so there's another story. At that time, I already had an interview with Fitch Return to Work program,、mm-hmm. but I want to know more about how they interview with people. So I have no connections in Fitch whatsoever in the credit rating. So what am I going to do? I went on the Facebook I relaunch group.、Uh, I just、yeah. searched. Moody's or Fitch. I'll、oh, see、right. what conversation comes out, and then I follow the conversations. See to see who are maybe relaunched in the organization. So I did find one、uh, woman, and、uh, I reached out to her. I don't know him her at all. I just reached out to her through Facebook Messenger. I introduced myself. I as a relauncher, and I got to know you. Uh, through this, I relaunch Facebook group, and I have an interview、uh, with Fitch. And、uh, would you shed some lights on your interview with Moody's?、Mm. And then she、mm-hmm. shared her、uh, her experiences. I think it's helpful. Yeah, it doesn't hurt at least, right? And、sure. he was he has relaunched.、Uh, sorry, she has relaunched her. Career for a couple of years, and she moved on to another organization. At that time,、mm-hmm. she also, yeah, she gave me a lot of support and advice. You know,、mm-hmm. when I sometimes、uh, when I couldn't, I didn't hear back from interviewers, and、uh, I'm kind of、uh, evaluating what should I do. I reached out to her and asked her, "This is the situation. <laughs> How、yeah. do you think?" <laughs> yeah. And then you also mentioned、uh, you actually attended our conference in 2020, which, because of COVID, was our first virtual conference. And we still、um, may use the the virtual model now because that means relaunchers from anywhere in the country can participate, and companies, our employers anywhere in the country, can、um, also participate instead of being in person in a particular metro area. And、um, you said it was helpful to attend the conference, and I'm wondering. Was it helpful because of the information that you got from employers during the couple of days where we interview employers about their programs, or was it the virtual career fair and sort of getting used to interacting with companies virtually that was helpful? Yes, I benefited from all these events,、uh, the presentations. I remember Carol, your presentation is very comprehensive, very up to date. And、mm-hmm. I learned a lot, and also other presentations from career coaches, and uh, spe- uh, focused on interview skills or、uh, how to do your research. And I think they are all very updated, very relevant. And、uh, I also try to make most of the virtual interview rooms. How do you call、mm-hmm. that? That connection.、Um, with- I guess virtual booths. Virtual booths and try、yeah. to make most of that. Try to 
have a conversation with employers. I still remember clearly that on your relaunch, that's what I, I learned. And uh, it has a sense of uh, confidence. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember on your relaunch, that is, if I have, what's the takeaway from that conference? I would right. say on your relaunch. Right, right. Definitely a great takeaway for sure. Uh, so Ying, I want to skip forward a little bit. You did. You ended up getting into the, the the Fitch Credit Path program, and then after that program, you ended up in a full time role at a boutique investment banking firm focused in public finance. And I want to know: Can you tell us a little bit of the key steps that were involved in you getting that role? I was reached out by a recruiter specialized in public finance investment banking. Hmm. And uh, at first, I held back because of my concerns about investment banking. Number one is the work li- work-life balance. Uh, number two is a culture. So I was considering this option, but I didn't respond to mm-hmm. the recruiter right away. And uh, I couldn't make up my mind. Uh, so I reached out to a contact I got to know through the iRelaunch network I mentioned before. And we had a interview, practice interviews, mock interviews online. And he, she also uh, lives in the Northern California area. And we actually end up with a coffee chat in person. Ah, (laughs) And uh, I asked her about this. And uh, she said, you really need to know the team to figure out the work-life balance, to ask specifically either uh, to the recruiter or to the manager of the team, uh, what is the work-life balance and uh, what is the uh, culture Sometimes culture, I don't know if you could find it out right away, but you definitely could have a sense of culture well during the interview uh, process. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you don't even follow the process, don't meet people, how can you know about the culture? You cannot make any judgment from stereotypes. Mm -hmm. So then... I reached out to the um, recruiter and I just told him that I'm interested. And then he he arranged all the interviews and he has a process of doing interviews. And he for important interviews, he even provided some some kind of hints or some sort of instructions. I think I think it was a positive experience. So when I graduated from the graduate school, that was before the online application and LinkedIn. And uh, I uh, found a job in Washington, D.C. through a network uh, in a school. And uh, my manager at that time said, oh, your resume came through my email box. Uh, when I was drafting a job description, I was planning to send this job description to some professors in my graduate school. And then I came across your, you know, at that time, it's 
more like a personal kind of network. I was networking with um, my school advisors, professors, and they reached out to their contacts. Hmm. So I didn't have experiences of recruiters. So right. at first, I don't know how to deal with recruiters. Right. And then during this relaunch process, I gradually to know more about recruiting the industry. And uh, I feel more comfortable and more positive about recruiters. And uh, they can be very helpful and be open-minded. And uh, I feel these special, very specialized uh, recruiters, such as this recruiter I work with, he is specialized in public finance, investment banking, very, very special. This kind of specialized recruiter is very useful. And also network with recruiters in your area. Right. That that is very location is also very important factor. Yeah. You know, I'm also I'm just thinking about your you have the infrastructure project finance background, you have your MPA uh, degree. And you have that CFA designation. So there's a combination there. I'm guessing may have jumped out at him if he was even doing like maybe a LinkedIn search for, you know, CFA and public finance or infrastructure or something like that. So obviously something about your background jumped out to him because he reached out to you. Oh, I forgot, Uh, Carol, I want to mention that. How did I know this recruiter? Um, Okay. I moved back to California in from Minnesota to California in 2020. Oh, okay. And, and then I reconnected with my contacts in the graduate school. Hmm. One of the mentors I met during graduate school, he introduced me to this specialized recruiter in public finance hmm. investment banking. Wow. So... It's still, otherwise, I probably wouldn't find, I wouldn't find him quickly, or uh, I still could find him probably through LinkedIn. But there isn't this personal touch of my mentor mentioned him, and then I wrote an email to this recruiter saying, um, my mentor, who and who, introduced me, uh, told me to contact you, and I'm... Uh, and, and then at that time, the bank, uh, the recruiter told me, I uh, recruit bankers with a book of uh, clients. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, it wasn't me. I didn't have any experiences at that time. So we connected on the LinkedIn anyways. So then time moves forward. I was loosely in touch with him because I was dealing with other opportunities and other recruiters, and I wasn't sure what's my next step. So sometimes I just reach out to him to ask his advice. And Mm -hmm. he knows I'm trying to enter the workforce. Right. And, And when opportunity came last year, when there was a growth in the public finance, investment banking, and uh, uh, some firms could have openings for junior level backers or some people, even people like me who don't have investment banking experiences. And then he thought of me. So Mm -hmm. 
that was a few years, probably after yeah, two years later after I first met, got to know him. I still haven't met him yet, but it was just <laughs> I yeah. got to know him in 2020, and then he reached out to me about this opportunity in 2022. So like you stayed let loosely in touch. You were top of mind for him because of staying loosely in touch. And then when you're in California, you got back in touch with mentors or professors uh, from a few years before that, right? And that was a long time ago. I graduated uh, 20, almost 20 years ago. Okay. So this yeah. is also a very important point. You reached back out and yeah. people remembered you. Yes. So I, I want to underscore that for our audience. So before we wrap up, because we're starting to run out of time, I just wanted to get a sense of some of the interview questions that you were asked, um, both for the, the Fitch Returnship and also when you pursued the uh, full-time uh, other role after, after Fitch. Were you asked technical questions about bond pricing or yield curves or anything like that? Or, or were there any case studies that you had to work on as part of your interviews? During Fitch's uh, second round interview, they asked me to do a case study online. And uh, they uh, sent out the case study to me through my computer and uh, I need to keep the computer up, showing mm. that I'm not calling anybody for help or right. I, I'm doing it independently. Right. And then I read the case study and uh, I did my analysis. And then two managers came on board and then I presented my analysis. So that mm. was a format uh, for right. Fitch wow. Return to Work program. But your audience needs to check Fitch website because I heard they changed the format this year. Mm. It may be well, different. Well, yeah. people who are relaunching, who are considering um, a whole range of returnships uh, should join our iRelaunch Return to Work forum and go in and ask questions about, you know, we see this pretty regularly. Who has recently interviewed for this program or that program? And can you... Can you talk a little bit about what some of the questions were? And there's a, a pretty robust knowledge sharing that's going on there around this exact topic. So I just wanted to mention that. And then later for the investment banking role that you have now, did you have to do um, anything involving calculations or valuations or something that was more quantitative? What were the topics of the interviews questions? I don't recall. I don't recall I did any calculations. And the uh, most helpful preparation I remember was I have several examples of my projects and uh, I followed the format of car, uh, context, action, and the result. Mm. That's, mm. And uh, I made them very, I practiced them. I made them within two minutes. Mm -hmm. uh, and also I maybe put a little note on a card or something. So it's easier for me to refer when I do an online interview. Those things are helpful. Yeah, for sure. And 
Yeah, that's one of the benefits of online interviews is you can have notes for yourself uh -huh. around to to as cues or to prompt, and 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 that that's great that you're illustrating that. One more question before we wrap up. So when you're in your your current role in public finance, you had to take more exams, right? Like three more licensing exams in order to be in your role, and was was that daunting to you because you were thinking? I thought I would never have to take another exam again after I did the CFA or was some of the material overlapping? And what would you recommend to our audience about that? Yes, I had a, I remember I had a, exactly the same thoughts. Do I have to need, need to do more exams? But that's just a reality in order to get into the investment banking industry. And I, in our area, public finance area, I had to take three different uh, licensing exams. And mm -hmm. I think for the securities industries, essentials exam, SIE exam, it does have some overlap with CFA. So it covers some very uh, general topics such as equity, fixed income, asset, wealth management, economics. And for the, the other two, I took a series 52 and series 63. Those are very specialized mm -hmm. exams. So I don't think there are much overlap for these two exams with CFA. In terms of uh, regulation rules, I think CFA covered ethics, professional contacts, but it doesn't cover specific regulation and rules. And right. uh, FINRA which are organizers of those exams, uh, there are significant, significant portions of, on regulations and rules you have to uh, go over. That's one difference. And also, I feel it is very crucial to choose good curriculum or help. Uh, they have some providers, third-party providers for those exams. So my point is to choose the one uh, carefully, because mm -hmm. I noticed that the regulatory agencies, they published a guideline, a few pages of those exams. It was up to the third party providers of the training materials to develop their own curriculum. I see. So the quality can be various. Right. But as for CFA, CFA published its own curriculum. And then the third parties published their own study guides or that. And when I, I remember when I reviewed the CFA materials, if I have confusions, I couldn't, it doesn't make any sense or something like that. I always resort to CFA curriculum. Mm. CFA curriculum is very updated and very comprehensive. They give you examples or things for you to understand. I felt helpful, but for this FINRA organized licensing exams, as I said, the guidelines are only a few pages, and then it's up to the training organization to develop their own programs. So you probably want to spend some time to find the one that is suitable for you. Right. Very good advice. Ying, thank you so much. This has been such a wide ranging conversation. I'd like to wrap up with the question that we ask all of our podcast guests, and that is, what is your best piece of advice for our relauncher audience, even if it's something that we've already talked about today? Career relaunch is 
a journey of personal growth. Enjoy your ride, but don't forget to appreciate your well-being, your family, and other important relationships. I'd like to thank my husband Ted, my son Jill, for being my cheerleaders、mm-hmm. and providing the space for me to explore and research.、Mm. That's wonderful. Well, it's an incredible message, and also I loved、um, how you're thanking the the people closest to you for for that that critical support. Ying, thank you so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. And thanks for listening to Three, Two, One. I relaunch the podcast where we discuss return to work strategies, advice, and success stories. I'm Carol Fishman Cohen, CEO and co-founder of I Relaunch, and your host. I want to remind our listeners to check out all of our resources on irelaunch.com, no matter where you are in your relaunch journey. Thanks for joining us. 